Thank you. Thank you, and it's an honor to be here uh, and talk about this uh, EU project. What I aim to do is to start out with a brief overview of the literature in this area, uh, the literature around uh, effects and side effects of school inspections and conditions of impact. I'll then talk uh, a little bit about my EU project, uh, the, the project that we finished uh, last September. Uh, some of the evidence coming out of that project and I'll try and finish with looking forwards to uh, a current research project that I'm leading on which has to do with uh, the changing uh, education system in England as well around self-improving systems and how the role of school inspections uh, change in that context. So it's three-part uh, uh, talk that I aim to do today. But I'll start with um, kind of uh, highlighting the, 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 the big uh, studies that have been done in this area over the past couple of years. And you may recognize some of these, uh, of these studies. There was a study governing by inspection, which was also uh, uh, led by uh, uh, the, the Open University here in the UK, uh, which looked at uh, different types of inspection systems across Europe, uh, how they are placed within uh, the, the, the education context in each uh, country. Very interesting looking at uh, different types and models of inspection, kind of the narrative around different type uh, of inspection systems across Europe. There was my uh, EZTL uh, European study looking at impact um, of inspections. There has been a big uh, OECD studies on synergies in learning which had a, a, a big chapter on school evaluation also looking at uh, the role of school inspections. Uh, and SICI, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the work of SICI. SICI is the European uh, Association for Inspectorates of Education. They've recently also started looking at the impact of their work, uh, surveying uh, satisfaction of schools with uh, different inspection models. And they've also published some of their work, so that's also interesting to see how uh, school inspections actually evaluate the impact of their own work and some of the findings coming out of that, that project. And then a number of studies, uh, for example, the one by Allen and Burgess, also look at student achievement and changes in, in student achievement uh, uh, in relation to school inspections. So these are a couple of big studies on the impact of school inspections and very interestingly all these studies have different different findings. There is not kind of any kind of in conclusive finding in saying that inspections have or do not have an impact. Um, so to me that really highlights um, uh, that, that, area, that research in this area is still evolving. Uh, we do find that uh, across a number of uh, more systematic reviews there are a number of, of uh, uh, effects of school inspections that we find across studies in terms of intentions of teachers and schools to change uh, school improvement, particularly in failing schools and improved student achievement. Uh, so there is some evidence that school inspections do have these uh, uh, positive uh, types of impact. Um, but obviously there are also side effects of school inspections and a recent uh, review by uh, some of my Dutch colleagues, uh, De Wolf and Janssens, 
have categorized these uh, type of side effects. Um, and just looking at some of the uh, media reports, uh, you, would, uh, you would feel that some of these side effects can also be found here in England. Just talking to head teachers of failing schools, of head teachers in outstanding schools and how they prepare for, uh, for school inspections. Um, there is so much evidence, uh, narrative evidence here as well about uh, some of the side effects that Ofsted has on schools here in England, for example. And the categorization by De Wolf and Janssens uh, shows that side effects can be found in three different areas or in terms of three types of behavior. The first one is about unintended uh, strategic behavior. And that type of behavior is really schools responding to how they are uh, inspected. Um, teachers uh, looking at the protocols that are being used there to assess their, their teaching and thinking that what, when they are being inspected, they need to teach a specific type of lesson because they feel that that's the type of lesson that uh, Ofsted inspectors would want to see or schools uh, developing self-evaluations that incorporate inspection standards because they know if they have self-evaluations covering these areas that that will be uh, evaluated positively by an, uh, uh, by an external inspectorate. So the, all these kinds of behaviors where schools model themselves after an inspection framework um, and how that leads to kind of uh, isomorphism where all schools start looking alike. Uh, that's, that's kind of unintended strategic behavior uh, that comes under this uh, category. Then a second type of category has to do with uh, more negative types of, of side effects that have to do with fraud. For example, schools manipulating their data that they send to the inspectorate to, to get a more positive assessment. Uh, perhaps taking students out of, uh, uh, low performing students out of, of high stakes tests to make sure that their overall score uh, is higher. Uh, all these types of behavior come under the category of intended uh, strategic behavior where schools undertake that kind of behavior to improve their status on uh, inspection measures. And then other types of, of unintended consequences that the Wolf and Janssens talk about have to do with stress in preparation for visits, um, that have to do with uh, a lack of motivation to, to improve um, uh, after an inspection visit. Uh, all kinds of behaviors that we hear about uh, in, in the media uh, frequently as well. Um, I tried to summarize uh, the kind of conditions in schools that are flagged up in the literature uh, that would explain how schools respond to inspection visits. Uh, conditions in schools that uh, explain why schools improve after inspection visits or not. And what we find is that uh, the literature points out that the performance of schools in relation to inspection thresholds is a very important condition. Schools that, um, that perform just below uh, uh, a category of, of good or outstanding, schools that know that they 
have to uh, that they are functioning below a threshold those are the schools that are particularly prone to improvement uh, so how an inspectorate of education kind of develops a threshold to identify failing or well-performing schools that threshold is really important in driving improvement just looking at recent changes in in the Ofsted framework where schools that were previously evaluated as satisfactory are now becoming uh, are now getting a category of requiring improvement that change in category has a big impact on which schools will be motivated uh, to improve uh, and how that drives improvement of schools another one is whether schools accept the framework or not schools that feel that an inspection framework really highlights what they need to work on highlights good practice and feel that, that the framework identifies good practice, those schools will also uh, be more prone to improve uh, following uh, an inspection visit. An example here is the Netherlands where uh, we have schools that, um, that have a specific kind of vision on teaching and learning, taking on board Montessori principles for example, those schools are really uh, known to not accept the inspection framework because they feel that their vision on teaching and learning doesn't fit the inspection framework. So those schools would, uh, after an inspection visit, um, often have a lot of conversations with inspectors about uh, kind of rejecting the feedback that they receive or are having a lot of discussion about uh, uh, about how they are being evaluated and that does not really um, uh, it does not lead to improvement uh, taking on board uh, inspection feedback they would be more inclined uh, to actually uh, uh, ignore some of the feedback that they get from uh, an inspection visit then obviously also an important condition is whether schools are actually capable of improvement. We know from a lot of improvement um, research that conditions uh, in terms of teachers working cooperatively together, uh, a strong leadership in the schools, that those school conditions really support effective improvement of schools. So Obviously, in, uh, improvement from, uh, uh, from an inspection visit also needs to take into account whether in schools are actually uh, capable of improvement or not. Um, in looking at the research, we also know that there are a number of conditions in inspection systems that would lead to improvement from school inspections, like at the thresholds, I already mentioned that, but also the frequency and intensity of inspection visit is an important conditions here. What you would see at looking at inspection systems across Europe is that there is a lot of variety here. Some inspection systems only visit schools once in every 10 years, for example. Those inspection systems are not as effective as the ones that have more frequent visits where inspectors would go to schools like every two or three years. That frequency of visits is an important indicator of uh, effectiveness of school inspections. Also, the, 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 the consequences of inspections are, are an important conditions. If inspections have in place monitor, increased monitoring of failing schools, 
follow-up visits or other types of interventions, rewards or sanctions uh, of failing schools, that whole set of consequences is also an important condition for effective uh, inspections. It's also a condition for side effects, obviously, like high-stakes inspection systems often have more side effects uh, than the low-stakes ones. So there seems to be a that seems to be uh, a double-edged uh, sword uh, to have uh, sanctions in place. Uh, the type of framework is also really important. Some inspection systems have a very um, uh, kind of tick-and-flick approach where they would look at whether uh, schools have specific protocols or administrative procedures in place looking at whether schools meet uh, legislative requirements on having uh, safety uh, plans in place, for example. Those, uh, those systems would see improvement in schools implementing those protocols, whereas if we talk about effective inspections, we think about effective uh, systems in improving teaching and learning, so frameworks need to address uh, standards that address uh, effective teaching and learning. So what's in an inspection framework is important in thinking about the type of improvement that schools will implement after an inspection visit. Then what's also important is the credibility of uh, inspection systems. Some, some countries have had long-standing inspectorates that are really part of the edu education system that uh, schools perceive as being very uh, credible, having good knowledge on what good teaching looks like, um, and schools are more inclined to take on board feedback from those inspectorates of education than the ones that are felt to be um, not very reliable and valid. The, the recent uh, discussion that we had here about uh, the additional inspectors, uh, the, the, the inspection service providers uh, and the lack of reliability and validity of, uh, of their inspections, for example, of their assessments, the number of complaints that some of the, 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 the service providers get on inspections of schools, that highlights the importance of, of having an inspection system in, in place that is credible and that schools feel that they get a reliable and valid assessment of their quality. Um, that also has to do with the inspection style, uh, how individual school inspectors communicate with schools, the type of feedback that they provide, uh, the quality of that feedback and how, uh, how that is perceived by schools that would affect uh, the extent to which they actually take on board the feedback in, in, in improvement of their school. So that kind of gives a brief overview of the literature on what effective inspections look like. But when doing that review, um, I still had this question of, but we still don't know, we can't still explain differences between different types of inspection systems. We do know a little bit about some of the conditions of effective inspection systems, but we still don't know the mechanisms of change. We still don't know how schools improve after uh, an inspection visit. Is that different from the type of uh, improvement processes that they would usually go through? 
or are these mechanisms of change completely different uh, when they are changing as a result of school inspections? So these are some of the questions that we were hoping uh, to answer when uh, starting uh, the EU project uh, about four years ago. And that EU project uh, included six uh, different countries, uh, and you see them on the slide here. And these, um, these inspection uh, models are very different on a number of, uh, uh, on a number of elements of their uh, inspection system. They are different in uh, the number of visits they uh, schedule in schools, um, uh, ranging from uh, Austria, for example, that had inspection visits every two to four years in schools to uh, England, where regular visits would be scheduled in schools every five years. And what we have to keep in mind is that this is in 2010. So obviously inspection systems change rapidly. So this is a kind of take up of what these systems look like in, in 2010. Um, we also had differences in whether inspection systems have uh, a differentiated model in place where they would target potentially failing schools for more frequent visits. Some of the systems like in the Netherlands, England and Sweden would have those more kind of proportionate models in place in addition to regular uh, visits to schools and other schools didn't have that. There are also differences in the types of standards that inspectors of education would have. Uh, some of them looking at output of schools, others only looking at processes uh, in schools. Some of them very much looking at whether schools comply to legislation. Um, and also differences in whether inspectors of education have thresholds to distinguish failing and well-performing schools. And this is, this is a very interesting issue as well, because some of these uh, countries do not have a threshold because they feel that it's not fair to schools to, to distinguish them as failing or well-performing. Because these countries feel that it's better to just give an overall view of strengths and weaknesses, uh, because that would be a fairer assessment of school quality than, than just saying you're good or you're bad. So that also uh, tells you something about the kind of feedback that they would communicate uh, to schools. And then there are also differences in the types of consequences and whether uh, inspectors of education would uh, publish reports of, uh, of individual schools. Um, Thinking about these different types of models, we were really grappling with the kind of theoretical model that we wanted to use in studying the impact of these uh, different, uh, different systems. We were At the start of this project, we were really thinking if there are so many differences in models ac across country, how do we take these differences into account when looking at impact of inspection systems? And what we started out with uh, in, in, in solving that problem and in finding a, a theoretical framework is to reconstruct the program theories of these different uh, inspectorates of education. So at the start of this project, we had uh, interviews and document analysis of all the inspectorates of education, asking them about their assumptions on impact. 
So in England, for example, we talk to HMI, we talk to Ofsted, we talk to people from the uh, Department for Education and ask them about the type of impact that they, it's in, that they expected to have the inspection system to have here on schools and how they expected to have an impact. So they would be talking to us about well, we expect the feedback that we give to schools to have an impact, that schools work, uh, take that feedback on board, that other partners in the system would uh, use that feedback, that parents would use the report uh, to talk to schools about improvement. So we mapped all these program theories across the six countries. Um, and that in itself was very interesting to see how these six countries have different notions about how uh, school inspections would uh, lead to improvement. Um, and then from these, these uh, six different models, uh, uh, we kind of uh, summarized the, the, um, the common elements um, and used that to inform um, our, our theoretical framework, which is um, kind of summarized on this slide. So on the left, you would see the different elements of inspection systems, how these are uh, uh, the, the, the elements that I previously talked about. Um, and what you would see from this model is that these inspectors of education expect to have an impact on schools through three dominant uh, mechanisms. The first one is about setting expectations. And that has to do with um, an inspection framework being in place and schools knowing about that framework and taking the standards on board in informing their improvement, informing their self-evaluation or thinking about how to shape uh, their school organization. The second one is about schools accepting inspection feedback. Inspecting feedback that's in inspection reports and using that to take immediate action to improve some of the elements in their school. The third one is about actions of stakeholders and that's particularly a mechanism that's expected to drive improvement in school systems or education systems that publish the reports from uh, individual schools. The reports that come out of inspection visits to individual schools, stakeholders such as parents are, in, are expected to take some of the things that are published in those reports on board when choosing a school or when talking to uh, principals in schools, for example, about uh, improvement. And these, uh, these three mechanisms of change is, is what we uh, studied in this, in this project, whether inspections actually drive those mechanisms of change in, uh, in leading to improvement of schools. Just very briefly, uh, uh, a quick overview of the design of this study. Um, in all these six countries, we had a survey to principals in primary and secondary schools three years in a row, where we uh, measured all the va variables that you previously saw in the model. And then we tested uh, uh, relations between these variables across the three years uh, using path models, multi-group models, but also looking at some of the findings more qualitatively in each country uh, to, to uh, help us understand uh, some of the relations that we found in the quantitative analysis. So talking about the findings of this study, firstly, um, 
what we found is that school inspections seem to have both a kind of direct impact on schools as well as a more indirect impact. Um, and direct impact is particularly on self-evaluations of schools. That's, that's one of the key findings of this project is that principals in these schools particularly reported on changes in their self-evaluations, changes in their quality assurance as a result of school inspections. Um, and that, that, is, that, that makes sense because many of these inspection systems use self-evaluations of schools to inform their own inspections. So there is a big driver there for schools to actually implement self-evaluations they're often required to send in self-evaluation reports in preparation for an inspection visit. So inspection systems have a very high impact on uh, school self-evaluation. And from that schools report that, 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 going, that doing that process of self-evaluation -evalu also leads to improvement actions uh, leads to more uh, uh, capacity in the school to improve. Um, so there is this kind of chain of impact that starts uh, with improved uh, self-evaluations. We also found differences in how uh, principals and teachers talk about impact of school inspections. Um, principals talking about principals will particularly talk about impact on uh, on self evaluations, whereas uh, teachers would talk about uh, uh, maybe impact on their teaching, changes in in how they uh, plan for lessons, for example. Uh, so inspections have a different impact on principals and teachers, and I think that that's really important to to kind of highlight because often in the research we talk about impact on schools but the school is obviously not kind of one single entity there are different people uh, working on different areas so in thinking about impact it's also important to think about impact on different levels and people within a school we also found different uh, types of impact for different schools. So schools in different categories um, have show a different impact, like failing schools, uh, schools that have been categorized as failing by uh, an inspection uh, uh, system. Those schools uh, show a higher impact than schools that are categorized as good or outstanding. Um, thinking about direct and, and indirect impact, what we found frequently across the countries is that inspection visits particularly seem to have an impact uh, which occurs one year after the visit. That's when principals report of, the mo of implementing most of the changes after an inspection visit. And that somehow seems to fade out two or three years after an inspection visit. So there seems to be this kind of time frame when uh, schools implement most of the changes after an inspection visit, when they implement most of the feedback, and that seems to kind of fade away two or three years uh, after an inspection visit. We also found evidence of that mechanism of setting expectations uh, where 
where there is a really strong relation between uh, in principles uh, taking on board uh, inspection standards, where they would be familiar with inspection standards and principles reporting on uh, using that knowledge to inform their own work in terms of self-evaluations, in terms of uh, planning for the year, in terms of uh, shaping their school organization. So inspections not only have an impact through the inspection visits, but also have an impact through the framework, through, uh, for example, Ofsted publishing good examples of schools doing well on frameworks, uh, having all these other organizations that uh, do professional development on how to uh, do well on an Ofsted framework. Um, just looking at what's on offer in terms of, uh, of CPD, you would see that there's so much Ofsted training going on. That type of training um, causes an indirect impact of, of inspections. Um, uh, causes an indirect impact that's not related to an inspection visit but is related to an inspection framework being in place, all kinds of protocols um, that are published about uh, how Ofsted visits or evaluates schools and schools taking that on board in, in shaping their school organization. Um, and uh, what we also found is that that impact uh, is higher for the countries that have a long-standing inspection system in place. So obviously this kind of impact will only manifest itself after a couple of years. Inspection systems that just started inspecting schools will not have that impact yet because you need a period of time for uh, uh, inspection frameworks to kind of get incorporated within uh, the education system. Um, I already explained much of this, but um, just briefly, what we also found is that in many countries, inspections se seem to have the highest impact in primary schools and not so much in secondary schools. So we kind of hypothesized about this, thinking that maybe it's the scale of the organization, like primary schools being smaller, uh, so you would ex expect a, a bigger impact there, perhaps. Um, others said, well, that doesn't make sense because sometimes secondary schools are also the, m the ones that are more professional, have. Uh, more uh, officers with a specific quality assurance role in place, so you would, on the contrary, expect a higher impact there. Uh, this is something that we haven't figured out just yet, but it's interesting to think about uh, different levels of impact on different uh, types of schools. We also found when we looked, because having a, a longitudinal survey in place allows you to look at change across years, and what was really interesting is how s the same schools uh, respond differently year on year, uh, where we seem to, to find differences in relation to how they are categorized by uh, the inspect inspectorate. So schools, for example, that go from being evaluated as good to being evaluated as in a category or failing, these schools change their responses to an inspection. They change 
their level of uh, accepting feedback, for example, uh, they change uh, their openness to feedback, they change how they respond towards stakeholders. So it's very interesting also to think about, um, about uh, improvement of schools in a more dynamic way, because that seems to be the case here, that it's, we often think about effect of school inspections as a very linear process, but obviously responses of schools change uh, with how they are being treated uh, by, uh, by inspection systems. Um, I already talked about these three mechanisms of impact that we theorized about, uh, and we did find evidence of all these three mechanisms across the three countries, particularly uh, in relation to setting of expectations. That seemed to be the most dominant mechanism of impact across the, the three countries, which was very much related also to uh, stakeholders' actions. So, so schools that feel that, that uh, inspection frameworks set expectations on what they need to work on, they also report about very active stakeholders. So somehow that seems to be very much uh, connected. Um, very briefly, uh, when, when we discussed this with uh, SIGI, for example, they would often ask us, well, what is the most effective model? That is a question that people would obviously always have if you do a comparative study. They want to know what the most effective model is. Um, it's a very difficult question to answer because what's effective depends on the type of schools that you're talking about. Uh, it depends on the education system and, and the overall framework that's in place. Michael Barber, for example, always talks about evaluation maturity in a country. Uh, schools that have been working on self-evaluation for a very long time and are very uh, knowledgeable in doing that will will have a ha will need another type of inspection system or can do with another type of inspection system that then countries that are just starting evaluation uh, practices so what's effective will differ across context obviously but in this project uh, what was most interestingly is that over the six countries we did find that the inspection systems in England and the Netherlands are the most effective ones. And these systems have some common features in having, in addition to regular visits, also have more targeted visits in place of potentially failing schools. Um, they are also the most high-stake systems across the six countries who evaluate both processes, educational processes in schools, as well as output of schools, and who report on the quality of individual schools. So that's th these two countries are distinct in having these features in place. Uh, so we, that we concluded that those would be elements of inspection systems that would have, uh, that would have an impact on schools. What was most interestingly is that these two countries also have principles report mostly on unintended consequences. So in these two countries, we also found the most side effects uh, across the six countries. So it seems that some of the mechanisms of change that would lead to improvement 
also lead to unintended consequences. So what the drivers for improvement are the same as those that would lead to unintended responses. Um, and thinking about this, this somehow does make sense when you look at some type of unintended consequences. For example, narrowing of curriculum uh, or refocusing of curriculum around some of the standards that inspectors would inspect. That can be both uh, improvement, that can lead to improvement, but in schools that are already doing well on those standards, that will also have a side effect in that they are not paying attention to other areas of the curriculum, for example. Um, just briefly looking uh, to the future and to where the current education system is currently moving and how that impacts uh, school inspections. Um, when finishing up this project, um, I was also moving uh, to England uh, two and a half years ago and, and that was very interesting because the narrative at that time really started to build around these notions of a self-improving system. Uh, national government introducing all these new structures around national leaders of education, local leaders of education, building stronger partnerships between schools to drive improvement and a notion that improvement of schools should not be driven from the top anymore but should be, uh, should be initiated by school partnerships, uh, by, by local structures uh, of school-to-school -school support and school-to-school -school partnerships. So we really started thinking about um, this whole new system has to have impact on how um, uh, inspectors of education inspect schools because the current model is very much focused on inspections of individual schools, not taking much into account the fact that they work with other schools, maybe work with other stakeholders and that they're part of this community of schools or stakeholders uh, in thinking about improvement and thinking about shaping uh, education quality. Um, so the current uh, research project uh, that we're working on particularly looks at the role of school inspections in that changing, uh, changing uh, dynamic, that changing context. Um, and, and currently we're looking at how Ofsted tries to accommodate uh, their methods of working uh, towards that changing context. And what we see and what you will also see in the, in the media, obviously, is that there is a big accountability gaps, gap in, in, in how the current context is evolving. Um, Ofsted is particularly uh, uh, looking at individual schools and when they are trying to take into account that schools are working in networks, they would look at particularly the lar large multi-academy trusts uh, the ones that are rapidly expanding um, and that have schools that are not in one uh, uh, geographical area because they would feel that those multi-academy trusts are the ones that are the most high risk of failing. So they would uh, schedule what they call focused inspections which are batched inspections of all the schools within a multi-academy trust over a fortnight and then they would evaluate all the individual schools within that trust within a period of two weeks. 
and look at commonalities of schools within that trust in terms of strengths and weaknesses. And they would issue a letter where they would summarize some of these strengths and weaknesses. That would not be a regular inspection report because they are formally not allowed to actually inspect um, chains of schools or inspect uh, the trust as a whole. So they kind of uh, found their way around that by issuing letters in which they uh, summarized the strengths and weaknesses of schools within that trust. But that letter and that type of focused inspection is only set up currently for the large multi-academy trusts, which means that all kinds of other types of networks, partnerships, the informal partnerships are completely out of scope, out of the scope of current uh, inspections. Um, also, Ofsted is, doesn't have the power to actually inspect the trust, how the governing body of that chain is doing, how well that governing body is functioning. So it's also very limited um, uh, in terms of looking at the, the quality of these networks, how effective they are in driving uh, improvements. So that the, the result of that is that the, the changes that we see in the current e education system, we don't have any kind of informational knowledge on how effective that is in driving improvement. Um, we don't have any knowledge on how effective these partnerships are, um, whether schools in partnerships are working together uh, in, a, in, a, in an effective manner, because there is no knowledge on that. So I'm hoping that uh, the, the current project I'm leading on with four countries will, will give some answers to think about what the role of inspection should be in such a changing context and how inspectorates of education can actually effectively promote that kind of networked improvement. Um, and in that project, we have four countries in place, uh, the Netherlands, Bulgaria, uh, Northern Ireland and England. And some of the other countries have actually already developed uh, frameworks to look at networks of schools um, from, from which we can learn. So we're hoping um, that in, the, in, in two or three years time, we'll have uh, that kind of knowledge to inform the, the current changes uh, in England. That's very briefly, uh, in 45 minutes, uh, some of my previous work and some of my current work. Um, we have a website that includes both uh, the, the, the findings from the previous uh, project and on which we will also publish uh, the current work that we're doing, so uh, please have a look at that if you want more detailed information. Also, technical reports from the, the previous project are on there. And please feel free to uh, shoot me an email if you want uh, more information or have specific questions. Uh, always really happy to talk about my project, so uh, feel free to do that. Thank you.